guest today. Um, if you guys don't know who she is, she's also a fellow YouTuber. I believe she's a Floridian and she likes the books. Love but the books. We're going we gonna to let her um, <laughs> introduce herself, you know. So, Lise, you know, please introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about your background and, you know, all the fun stuff we're here for. Uh, so my name is Annalise, but everybody calls me Lise, so we're just going to go with that. I am a network engineer. I've been in the field for nine, nine years, nine and a half years, going on 10. Oh, oh I lost it. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Going on uh, 10 years at the end of this year. I was in the military for eight years, got out, and now I'm living in the DFW area and loving every minute of it. All right. You guys got that from her. Um, so I'm familiar with a lot of your content. Like I watched a lot of your content. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we everybody kind of started around the same time on YouTube. Did you start last year too? I did. Yes, you started last year. I started last year. They started last year, and a couple other people. So everybody kind of started at the you know the same time. So can you give the people a little bit of? Well, first of all, look at me getting everything. If you're still right here with us and you ain't clicked off yet, hit the like button, share the video. If you're listening on Anchor or Spotify, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it to your people. Back to our scheduled programming. But could you tell the people a little bit about your background and kind of like, I ain't going to get too much of it. So a little bit too much of background. You don't give us your whole life story because y'all can definitely go to her channel. She got a lot of funny content, but yeah, give them a little bit of your background. What made me want to do it? I didn't pick it. <laughs> I got told to do it uh, when I joined the military. I kind of just needed to get away from home. And the fastest way to get out away from home was joining the military. So I went in kind of open and they gave, they said, Hey, I need you to do this job. So you're going to do it. And I didn't really know too much about networking as a whole. I used to, you know, mess with computers all the time randomly growing up, but not, I never really did anything of the networking sort so throughout the mil my military career, that's all I did. Never did the same thing at any location, any base that I was at. So I went to school, went to training. I thought it was kind of cool. Hey, this is uh, pretty pretty fun dealing with anything, like the whole backbone infrastructure, kind of being the one that controls who gets the internet, how they get it. That was kind of cool at the time. So I just kind of stuck with it. And then I found out that it's actually a pretty lucrative skill to have <laughs> as time progressed. So I either had the choice of staying in the military for 20 years and retiring or getting out and making more money. So Ooh, uh, let's see. I chose the money. <laughs> yeah, um, I chose the money. <laughs> and so you did a total of about how many years again? Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight. That's, mm -hmm. that's a good um, bit of time. And if I'm right, I believe you and I are the same age or age range, I think. Mm, I just turned 29. That's right. Last yeah, week. So yeah. yeah, you're younger last than me. Week. Last by year, my 20s. A mm. By a couple of months. I'm, my birthday's in March. <laughs> um, 
That's cool. Uh, that's interesting. So, you know, there's a lot of people that did that. Uh, they went right off, you know, went to the military. And then I, I went off to school because I, I don't know. I don't know. I know I could have did it, but I think I'm the type of person that try not tries to be different, but I think it might have been hard for me to assimilate and actually, like, get with the program. And so I was like, I better just go to school because I don't know. And most yeah, of the people... I'm- School's expensive, so I ain't had no money. Yeah, well, you know, well, yeah, because you're in Florida. Were you are you born and raised in Florida? Born and raised. Okay, see, I went. To, I'm from Louisiana, so I went to. Uh, I guess you would call it like the little brother school, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech was actually like very affordable. Like, had I probably not lost like one of my scholarships, I probably would have left on probably like next to nothing. Honestly, and I still had like Dang. low debt when I left uh, L.A. Tech, actually. Um, it's still one of the cheapest, best schools in the country, actually. But uh, we'll move on from that. We'll talk about because you, you know, like I said, I'm familiar with I like a lot of your content. You talked about, you know, funny, funny stuff, uh, funny jobs you worked. Um, but, you know, to try to make this a little bit like educational will go a segue into networking skills. If mm-hmm. an entry level, if a person wants to do an entry level position, you know, what would be your advice on things that they would need to do or be able to prove to a company in order to hire them? So networking to me is one of those skills that I think everybody needs to learn regardless of how in depth you go. So, um, You don't need to be skilled. I tell anyone that wants to get an entry-level job in general, and they don't have any knowledge whatsoever, uh, the first thing you need to do is just play around and get familiar. Um, My favorite thing is to lab it up all the time. It doesn't matter. Free labs. You don't even need uh, to spin up a VM. You don't need uh, all this hard a computer and everything. You don't need any of that. Okay. You just, <laughs> you got two different types of lab environments that you can spin up. You got a simulation, a simulator and an emulator. So if you're just starting out, just go with an emulator. Uh, the most well-known one is packet tracer. Uh, I'm sorry, an emulator. Ooh, a simulator. We just got to up a simulator. Uh, and that ain't even that funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the simulator pretty much is just simulates uh, all the networking equipment that is out there for Packet Tracer. So you can spin up uh, anything, a PC, uh, show how to connect the PC to a switch or the switch to the router. And, and all this stuff is all virtualized and it doesn't take that much space to run it on a laptop or a desktop computer, whatever you have. So uh, I always tell everybody, start off in there, just get familiar. Just get familiar, kind of what does a CLI look like? There's so many free resources out there to learn. YouTube free has, oh my goodness, everybody has some type of entry-level knowledge videos out there on YouTube for free. Uh, If you want to pay, there's always, you know, Udemy, um, CBT Nuggets, uh, Pluralsight, you got uh, O'Reilly, you have, there's so many different training sites and platforms out there that you can use. But um, just pick up a rent, pick up a basic uh, CCNA study guide book and just familiarize yourself with it. 
and it doesn't need to cost anything uh, for you to learn. Document any single lab you do, document any type of uh, big projects that you do or that you help out. Hey, I helped out my classroom if you're in school, set up this type of network connection. Put that on a resume, put any type of lab environments. If you can explain the lab that you created, they'll like you more for it versus someone who doesn't know anything. You just gave them a lot of free game. Like even though, <laughs> oh, I see that battery indicator. Even though that you did mention up the CCNA study mm-hmm. material, you really told them to more so familiarize themselves with the content over actually chasing the CCNA. Not that they shouldn't mm-hmm. get it, because granted, I'm not. In oh that yeah, way. yeah. But I like that you said that, and I will also ask for these new people who you know are pretty much ignorant to all networking things. How would they know if they're getting good advice? Because everyone does like to cite YouTube as a great source. But mm-hmm. we also know that some people on there don't know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of people. So with anything on the Internet, you got to be cautious about what you believe, what you take in, uh, anything like that. I never go by one resource. So if someone says, um, if someone mentions anything about networking basics, always Always, I learned this in the military and it still holds true. You always trust, but verify. Best thing you, you could always do, if anybody tells you something, you trust what they say. Yeah, I trust what you're saying, but I'm going to go ahead and verify it. I don't mean, that don't mean that I, I don't believe you. I'm just going to verify. So uh, just Google something. Google what it is. If you don't know what the OSI model is, for example, and you want to know all the layers of it. If you hear everybody got different... <sighs> Everybody says what the OSI model is and what each layer does every single time. It, it, it's something different. But how do you remember it? Because I cannot. So I don't like, know. If you got I an acronym? Can, uh, yeah, I have an acronym, but I don't know if it's appropriate here. Hey, <laughs> we're growing. Hey, if you young, cover your ears. All right. This is so, you know. Uh, the way I remember the OSI model is pimps don't need to sell pussy anymore. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> I'm going to try to remember that because I always forget it. Like I'm horrible at like, remembering all those things when it comes to that or ports. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm looking at when I'm at work, but when it comes to coming mm-hmm. off the top of my head, oh, what's port? Such a, I don't know. I got Google. I, I'll don't, figure it out. I do port. Mm, <laughs> I hate port questions. I don't mm-mm. Don't ask me what a port did, what, what it is. I don't care. I can look it up <laughs> if I need to. <laughs> Definitely. And um, so I don't know if you're still doing consultations anymore, but if she, if you guys do need some networking help, you can reach out to her or she'll have you talk to her assistant. <laughs> but um, we're gonna, I'm not we're gonna doing give some- consultations right now or even helping too many people send me uh, DMs and I'll help them out as much as I can. But I started school. And my job has been very demanding because of the projects that I've been working on. So I just don't got the time. We're definitely going to talk about that because I didn't No, We'll just get into that now because, you know, I got my own thing that I do. And I didn't think that it would go the way it's going, like actually good, like consistent clients that's subscribing that I, mm-hmm. that I help every day, every month. And it's got to the point where it's like, you know what? I only have a certain bandwidth that I can help X amount of people. Let me transition my advice, you know, into a course that's going to be beneficial 
to them. Oh, so that's yeah. what I'm currently working on now. And I think you should too. But with that, now I'm, I got a, a lawyer that's going to help me copyright everything. And mm-hmm. My terms and agreements for my site, my LLC. Um, I don't know. That goes into it. I'm giving, look, guys, if you're going to be a YouTuber. I'm going to give you guys a free game right now. Um, this podcast and my YouTube channel, I'm gonna it's gonna be a DBA under my company name, so it could be pretty much uh, company expenses because I do spend mm-hmm. a lot of time and put money into this. So, guys, spend the money early on; it's gonna cost you a little bit of money, but it'd be beneficial mm-hmm. in tax time and it'll help you out in the long run. Trust me, because if not, the bigger you get, then it's kind of harder when you gotta work backwards. Oh yeah. Talk to an attorney. Talk to an accountant. <laughs> See, I think I, I think I probably get an accountant next year. I don't think I really made enough to get an accountant. So not so you don't have to get an accountant. I've actually learned this. Um, just right. actually speaking to one, uh, they will actually tell you uh, which how to file, which the best one for you in your Some case. Like um, Schedule C or um, not Schedule C uh, uh, S corp or regular like LLC. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm a I have an LLC, but I file uh, as an S corp, yeah. and I pay less taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna. I think I was gonna do that. I think I was gonna ask my lawyer or probably an accountant about it just to make sure if I qualified to do it. Mm-hmm. Which I think I think I should do it this year because I was I was getting it in working. That's all I was gonna say. Uh, but um, so can you tell the people? Because I remember your videos last year and you were, were you in Florida last year when you were doing all your, your videos, when it, uh, when you were doing your starting your job search again? Uh, I was in Florida. No, I was in Florida just for kind of like the holiday season area for a few weeks. Um, I've been out here for my whole job searching thing. All the videos anyways, I should say. I've okay. been out here. Got you. Got you. Okay, cool. So. This is the job that you moved for, right? When you after the job search, Mm-mm. it's a new one, right? No, <laughs> I moved from. Uh, I separated in the Air Force when I was living in Illinois, so from there moved out to Dallas. Uh, I decide we decided that we were going to move out to Dallas prior to even me getting a job. So I stayed out in Illinois until I got a job to move out here. My first job was working, it was a contract position. So everything I'm gonna say is not in lieu of the company that I was working for. Let me just, disclaimer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Cause it was a contract position, not an FTE position. I moved out here. My first job was working with Microsoft. Absolutely hated it. Never again. So that was the company you so, was talking about on the mm, video. See, we not we not go direct people to the video, but uh. <laughs> no, no. It's funny though because I have a video that says the worst sock experience ever, and I'm getting people mm-hmm. to guess it in the comments. And you know, you only gonna get stuff like this on the podcast. Uh, yeah. It was McAfee. I was working at McAfee, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I saw that video about uh Microsoft. Uh, you care to talk about that a little bit because a lot of people want to work for these, and it might have, and it may have been because you were a contractor, not a full time mm-hmm. employee. And it's I did, possible. I did stress that because the FTEs seem to love it. Let me just say the benefits, though, as a F, as a full time employee working with Microsoft, chef's kiss. Okay, 
It's chef's kiss. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you don't got to pay for medical, can you? Man, that's amazing. That's what I'm trying. Listen, that's the couples I'm trying to find. Listen, because when you got kids and everybody else, they pay kids. for your family plan. <laughs> Like and you get a stipend, and you get money to for uh, fun excess things like a thousand dollars extra a year for other stuff. Man, it's it's good. It's good. I don't recommend working for them as a contractor. Right, you're treated like sp- straight doodle, straight doodle. <laughs> and speaking of um, Microsoft, I think they just launched that they're going to be accepting people for their apprentice program. I'm trying to get information on that and put it in the description. But I don't think you need any experience to get this. You can just apply. And they said that they tend to hire about everybody that's in the program. They do. I worked with uh, quite a few of them. I didn't and uh, a lot of uh, people who just leave out of school, they have those uh, programs. There's I forgot what it is when you graduate from college. You work with them for it's a, like an internship. You work with them for, like a rotational program. Yeah. And they'll hire you uh, right off right after you'll go through the interview process and then you'll get hired and you can make some decent money straight out of college. Uh, I know the two that I worked with, they told me they, when they started, they came out at 75 salary. So for a new grad, yeah, not too bad. Definitely not too bad at all. Um, so you gave us the bad. So, on a scale of one to 10, how does this new situation compare to the situation we just were talking about when you were a contractor? So uh, I like it more. Uh, obviously, I'm a full-time now, so I have benefits, so that's nice. But the I, I left the Microsoft position because I don't want to say that they lied about the position, but they uh, I would say they didn't disclose exactly what the position <laughs> Entailed. I was a part of the Azure network support team, and I strictly told everybody and anybody that contacted me, I do not want a like support role. I don't do well. I done I done did those. I don't do that. I'm back in, and that's where I like to stay. Said, so, oh no, you would not. You would talk to customers once in a blue moon. That's what they told me. Uh, all this other stuff. No, I get there. Hell no. I am on the phone nonstop. It is ticket central. And I'm like, oh, no. So I only worked there for about five months. Um, And then I found this job where I am not. I am in the back. (laughs) I am in the back. So it's nice. Oh, can't hear you. I think I lost you. No, I was muted. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, your Microsoft story reminds me of my first help desk story because none of us knew it was help desk before we got there for training. It's like, yeah, you're going to be on the phones. <laughs> and we was like, on the phones? Luckily, TSA contract wasn't super hard. I mean, the screeners ain't no stuff, but I didn't have to deal with nobody's money or anything. And you mm-hmm. have to be a little bit more technical than some of these help desks. So but that was cool. But yeah, speaking of this new position, I noticed like you're always in the where the racks are and stuff, you hooking stuff up and going to job sites. and mm, Those are the rare moments. <laughs> yeah, but it looks fun. Cause you know, I think a lot of people that want to get into networking want to do that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, the- do you, do y'all have actual, when you're doing that, are you at your data centers? Uh, no. Uh, sometimes. 
yes rarely but I, you can't really record in a data center anyways so uh-huh. I, most yeah. of the time y'all won't y'all won't really see that uh these are uh, i work my company works uh is an enterprise wide company we have like over 300 locations across the nation and there's two of us <laughs> maintaining the Location. So I'm always busy. Let me just say that I'm always busy. But uh, the equipment is uh, so like I have in my home closet, since we are permanent work from home, I have, you know, access points, which is our SD-WAN routers, which is the Silver Peaks, um, any type of equipment that we need at any of these locations. So since we're all over the U.S., if there's anything local to me, Regardless, like somewhere less than 40 minutes or something from where I live, I'll just go and do it. It saves us money than having to pay for like a remote hands and it gets me out the house. So if, uh, and it's quicker if you think about it. So most of the time when I'm replacing, if I recorded it and I replaced some switches, that's just a local someplace local. And I'll just be like, yeah, I'll just go in and I'll install the switch for you. Just kind of makes it easier. Uh, I'll go to the, we just kind of swapped out four of our routers uh, two weeks ago at, at our actual data center. Uh, so I was there. I, I just, you know, I'm not a fan of racking and stacking. <laughs> I'm not not a fan of racking and stacking, but uh, we'll do it if it needs to be done. And I know a lot of people like to start off that way. It's a great way to start off. You get to see how to rack up equipment, how to connect equipment, what it actually looks like, uh, get that hands-on experience. It's always good. But once you set it up, most of the time, you will never see it again <laughs> unless you're doing the maintenance and you and you lose connectivity to it. Then you got to drop all the way out there. <laughs> Speaking of when you, when you mentioned you had the equipment and stuff in your closet, I mm-hmm. meant to ask you this when I asked you about entry level skills, mm-hmm. because you know, it's a lot of talk about, you know, getting into a niche, right? Niche into like whatever field, because it's different areas you go networking or cyber or yep. IT. And then there's a lot. I'll say what top three networking, I guess you call them, are they like manufacturers or mm-hmm. like vendors? I'm probably missing. Yeah. What? Well, there you go. Vendors. I, there you go. You smart. Um, <laughs> what top three vendors would you suggest like for them to look into? Granted, I already know it's hard to get your hands on some of this stuff and access to it. Um, but you know, for them that don't know anything, what three would you possibly tell them to look into or five? I mean, you know, you're the, you're the, you're the master of this right now. So, um, if you ever want any type of, uh, hardware, actual physical hardware to even look at, um, always check out Facebook marketplace. Just saying. It's a good, it's a good resource. They got them for affordable prices. Used. Some of them might be old. But the old stuff still works just as much to learn off of. Uh, you always got the big poppers, I would call them. Everybody always talks about Cisco. It's great. It's a great baseline. Great baseline. You'll kind of you'll learn the CLI and pretty much any any other um, OS that I've worked on has been kind of similar to the Cisco OS as far as CLI terminology is and language. Um, I am an advocate of, no, I'm not saying that Cisco is the best. Let me just put that out there. I'm not saying that. There are always vendors that are better than others in certain aspects and vice versa. So I'm just saying, this is all I've worked with. Uh, 
the other one uh, right now, I say also see if you could get some juniper equipment. Um, that is a very lucrative skill. Very great. And a third one. This is going to be kind of tough for me because there's so many. Um, ooh, for and this is where if it if we're if you want to mess with I guess like switches is that just what it is routers and switches? I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. anything that's like networking because you know you guys do look at more of that stuff than I do. Like I know, I you had two. I said and I know what my third one would be. I currently work with Dell, and we're getting rid of them. So. They get the job done-ish. If you have one, <laughs> by all means. That's all I'm going to say. By all means, was, if you have one. <laughs> I was going to uh, suggest Palo Alto. Well, for the firewalls, yes. Um, they are expensive. Yeah, that's, show us that stock. Are, Get some of that stock, y'all. Palos are expensive. Uh, Fortinet, good for security. Um you have, uh, if you want to start, there's Meraki. That's Cisco. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you got, um, who, you know, so the, and I don't know if you, if you wanted to link this and I, I'll actually show you. Let me type it out so I can tell you exactly what. Uh, Shoot. I was about to say, because if you pull it up, I, I think you can share your screen or I might have to give you access to it. Okay, so the uh, excuse me, the Gartner Magic Quadrant is pretty much the place to look at who are the the best competitors and what. So if you are confused as to, I don't know if they updated it for 2021 uh, or not, but I'll just pull it up and I can tell you that makes it a uh, better for. Uh, this year, anyways. But I don't think 2021 came out. I, don't, I think it's still just 2020. Probably come out next year, I guess. It's just 2021 yeah. now. So we have... Here we go. Oh, those are reviews. Oh, these are firewalls. Mm. So the leaders, Palo, Fortinet, and Checkpoint, which is weird. That's crazy. I see a lot of those in them. I never would have thought the checkpoint would be up there. Uh, Challenger, Cisco, Juniper. Um, then you got niche players, Sonic Wall, Barracuda. Um, gonna, I remember Barracuda from my knock days. We had a web. <laughs> never had to really work with them. So, um, yeah, I didn't set them up. We just we had like everything going feeding into uh, Nagios, and my job was born. I just would sound an alarm if it went off. Oh, okay. But you know what? That's 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 usually how a lot of people start off, though, doing stuff like that. Um, yeah. Data center and cloud. Mm, Cisco, Arista, and Juniper. Challengers. I never can pronounce them right. Ho- Is it Hawaii? Hawaii? Huawei. Huawei? <laughs> yeah, it's Huawei. I only know it because they had know. all the, the Android phones. I used to say Huawei was like the H2. They was like, no, it's Huawei. Huawei. There we go. Niche players, a, extreme. I'm putting that at the front of the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then Dell, VMware, Aruba. Aruba. Mm, forgot about them. 
but yeah, there's so many. That's that's where I would focus. Always just check out the um, the Gartner Magic Quadrant for any type of technology that you're interested in, and just see who the top contenders are for that year, uh, and then try to learn that skill, uh, regardless of which you pick, like whichever one you pick. I am a firm believer in Linux. So learn Linux, everybody. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, look, I got, I'm, I'm guilty of those tweets. They uh, I always tweet on Twitter about like, who got all those Udemy courses that they ain't never start. That's me. I got so many mm-hmm. that I hadn't even started yet, but I definitely got a Linux refresher in there along with Python and some other stuff. But oh yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad you gave them uh, the gems on that and and pretty much what you've been doing now. And, you know, judging from what you've been looking into, it looks like you're thinking about making a pivot. I am. Because I remember you reading some Q&As and I remember one time you kind of said cyber was boring. Oh, I ain't going cyber, honey. Okay, let's get that straight. I ain't transitioning to cyber. When people mentioned that I was talking about, I'm going into security. I guess they automatically attribute that. Are you so you doing? Oh, so you doing network security? Network security. Let's. Okay. I mean, they are. <laughs> I mean, you got the, what's the thing? The Venn diagram. It's in the middle. Yeah. I would say they 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 kind of work, you know, hand in hand, but. Uh, Mm-mm. No, we're not doing cyber. I'm not going cyber. Okay, that means the same thing because you'll still be doing some of the similar things, but you'll be so you're uh, trying to see would that be also in the lines of like somebody that's also maybe like a network architect as well. Um, I would think they would be uh, different. I would consider uh, for network security in general. I don't, you're not really, unless you're, uh, nah, because you're only really dealing with, so the reason why I want to go into, I would say, I guess this will help if I say it this way. I'm choosing network security because I enjoy kind of working with firewalls. Got you. And um, I can be, and typically when you work network security, you handle and maintain and manage the firewalls. So, um having to deal firewalls and cybersecurity are not the same. I would think cybersecurity is kind of more, and I don't want to say policy based because they both deal with policies, but it's a different type of policy. I would say, uh, even though I know it's cybersecurity, there's so many different paths you can I take would. in cybersecurity. It's just not for me. I've tried cybersecurity, uh, different, different, different rounds. Um, my fiance, he's a cybersecurity expert. Mm-hmm. I know what he does all the time. And that is not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, if I'm thinking what you're saying about doing with the firewalls, I'm thinking you would be the person. Or maybe it's not. Like maybe you do. And I don't know much about when people do everything with the firewalls. Because I know for me, I look at stuff, the rules, through the laws. I mean, all our... Palo Alto logs, Juniper logs. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of Cisco logs. They go, come in a Splunk. So I'm looking at what's coming in there just based off of what yeah. rules they create, their policies, DMZ traffic, all that good stuff. Yeah, and all uh, that's definitely when it comes to dealing with the firewalls. But uh, for like most of the positions that I have applied for, interviewed for, have known, uh, network security is kind of a hybrid between um, 
you got the security side and you also work with the actual networking um, devices as well. So um, you work with both like our network security engineer at my company. He does both. He works with us. He, he works with all of our equipment just as much. And then he handles any type of thing that has to deal with um, allowing or denying any type of traffic, uh, changing new policies that needed to be done, making sure that stuff is natted the way it's supposed to be natted, you know, anything that has yeah, to yeah, do yeah. with that as well. But they don't actually have to go through and get into the more the in-depth networking as gotcha. far as the routing and everything. I mean, yeah, we inspect the traffic if need be. Um I don't necessarily, I don't remember the last time I looked at a packet capture. I don't remember the last time I went into Wireshark. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. But I never really had to do that. Uh, I did that early, whew, way early on in my career. But I haven't had to do that. Even as a network uh, engineer, I never had to do that uh, to an extent. I don't even think I have Wireshark on my on my work computer. <laughs> cool, that's cool, man. I definitely got to tell Day to look into that because I remember he was asking about that like last mm-hmm. year. So cool, cool. So that's what I'm glad you clarified that. I know people are like, man, what are you talking about? She's like, they're probably like, what's a net? <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyways, we'll go into um, like two like two more topics real quick. You know, not to hold you hostage here, but briefly talk about you know what made you decide to get on youtube you know like what mm. how did that you know start and then how did you stay consistent because that's like the hardest part i know for people it is um, it is and i tell people like they think it's easy granted this is my second channel but i was like mm. it's not easy you got to record sometimes when you don't want to yeah and i'm struggling with that even now <laughs> it's uh how i got started who I So my YouTube now is not the YouTube that I started with. I still use this channel and I still have all my old videos from when I first started. They just hidden. You can't see them. Um, I started off uh, YouTube because I was honestly, I had, I was bored. Okay. It was peak. I started off kind of right before kind of COVID kind of really got big. I started off that year prior. So yeah, last year, the year prior. And, um, I wasn't, I was, I was discouraged. I'm going to be honest. You know, I, the, I didn't have no views. I posted like five videos. Nobody cared. I was like, this sucks. I don't want to deal with it. But then I also didn't really like the content that I was making. Um, I was trying to focus it on like being a mom and what it was like, you know, with two kids. But then I realized that I didn't want to put my kids on the internet. So I said deuces to that. And uh, how I got started in this niche, if you want to call it, was when I was leaving the military, I made a video of my first, of how I was able to find a job at a state. And then that video actually got some views. And so I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is kind of cool. So then I documented, uh, you know, being at this job, kind of Microsoft a little bit. Um, I have a bunch of videos recorded, but I never posted them. And then I realized that I would get a lot of questions from people that were wanting to get into the field. So instead of me just talking to every single person, 
person in the world and being like saying the same thing. I said, well, I'm just going to make a video about it. So I decided to document what a tip because people be like, what do you really do? What do you do? Do you know how much I have said? What do you do? You fix computers? You fix computers? No, no, I don't. I don't fix computers. <laughs> hey, I can't connect uh, to the internet. Can you help me? No, nah, no. Nah. Did you turn it off? Turn Call it off Spectrum. <laughs> it's, uh, so I just got tired of it. I got tired of it. I got tired of people asking me the same questions. So I made a video. I made a day in the life video. And for some reason, okay, YouTube picked that up. And it was just... It was gone. It was gone from there. I think that video has almost 40,000 views on it now. Uh, it, it Let's see. It I'm going to fact check it. <laughs> no, what's funny, see, though, I, is... No, go ahead. No. Um, and so after that, people seemed to really like it. They were asking me questions. They wanted to see more. Hey, what is it that you do? Uh, show me what do you do for work all the time. Explain this. Explain that. So a lot of times, and I also saw that when it comes to people in networking... Most of the people I know that's in networking on YouTube, they just kind of talk about uh, like being in a networking space and things about networking. I'm not a teacher. I, I'm not very good at teaching people, but I can show you better than teach you. So Definitely. I thought it'd be better that, hey, it's not all glitz and glamour. I actually sit at a computer most of my life and be in meetings all day. But this is what reality is. And I figured I would show everybody what it really is. I'm not installing switches. I'm not configuring devices every day. I'm not in a, working in a data center, even though there are positions that do that. I don't do that. So, uh, and even at any other position, I never did that. So I think I'm the majority. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm on your page right now. You definitely got them, them views for the them top five. Yeah. Yeah. That's anybody. If you do got a, if you're in a career that people ask about all the time, do a day in the life. It ain't going to jump mm-hmm. automatically, but it will because mine was stuck at like a thousand something for, I don't know how long. And then all of a sudden I just started looking at it. Now that video is like at 21K, 22K. Yeah. It'll so, just, it, it didn't happen immediately. It took, I think, nine months. I think it wasn't even. It took time. And then next thing you know, I was wondering why I was getting so many subscribers out of nowhere. And because I was at like a hundred. And then that video peaked and I hit a thousand in I think a month or two, two months. It was so quick. I was like, geez. Yeah, man. You and you it was funny, it was like you and Day started like going like this. I was like, you know, what I already knew about YouTube, I wasn't really tripping. I was really never tripping on views. I was more concerned with uh, how long somebody watched the video, getting return mm-hmm. sales back. Uh, I just used the strategy of like just using SEO and making sure my videos was good enough that people got some value out of it. That was like the biggest mm-hmm. thing for me. What I learned from like when I do my my boxing channel, like still like boxing, but don't nobody care about boxing. It's not yeah. a lot of value they getting out of it. But I mean, I had fun doing it, but it it was like working for ESPN without the money. You have to do like five six videos a day on everything and I ain't had time for that. I was, I was like, nah. And it's and even if you don't think a video, if you make a video and even if you're like, ah, oh, this video is not gonna do good, post it. Post it. Because that happened to I think my fourth, I'm looking at my channel now, my government versus private yeah, sector I'm job video. And when I made that video and I rewatched and I I watched it again, I was like, 
because I didn't see anybody. There was no videos really too much talking about the the comparison on YouTube. And I was just like, well, maybe they're and the SEO was low, like on it when I was posting it. And I was just like, I I don't know, but I'm going to post it anyways. Maybe somebody might get some value from it. And I I was not a fan of that video. I didn't think it was going to do good. And now it's my, it's at 11,000 views. And my highest yeah. traffic is from YouTube search. Yeah, definitely, guys. And um, to give you some some quick gems before I switch to our, like our last topic, you know, don't worry about not having the right mic, the right camera, the setup. I started recording on my, I think either it's my Google Pixel or my iPhone, like, it's a lot of channels that started off their iPhone and they're good. Just learn how to edit a little bit. There are types of apps on your phone. You can you can really do a lot. Just really focus on the content. You don't really have to worry about the quality too much. That's going to get better as you get you know more money and get a chance to get your little rig and some lights and, and everything. That'll get better. But just really record, you know. Uh, check out uh, these channels, Nick Neiman, Roberto Blake, uh, Think Media, I think that was the top three I really like to watch. They'll put you on a lot of game about uh, YouTube. <laughs> Don't right. worry about that. But <laughs> nah, okay, okay. This is this going to be our last uh, topic because she asked me about this earlier. Um, well, first of all, you know, all of us are on Twitter now, uh, mm. and we'll definitely have your Twitter on there as well, so people can follow you on Twitter. Uh, guys, will you know that don't follow me on here on Twitter? She called me a bully. <laughs> I and you was a bully. I said, you beefing. You beefing. Oh, she said, I be beefing. <laughs> and I would like to say that I, um, I'm not a cook. I don't beef with anybody. Uh, I really don't. No, nah, honestly, but in, in, that, in that situation, that the one you're referring to, I felt like that particular day, I don't even know that bad. guy, but but I know Tay on Tech personally. So I was just like, I didn't feel like mm-hmm. enough people was was riding with him. So I was like, shoot, I'm I'm gonna go at, you know, his head top. And he wasn't was he wasn't responding to me. But a lot of people do that. Even, you know, if you check out the interaction I had with the guy yesterday, mm-hmm. he was hot he was hiding for most of the day because the night before that I called him out on what he said. Yeah. And so the the next day I was like, man said, get certs and lie to get a job. And he trying to he was trying to say <laughs> He was trying to say that he didn't say that. I like, saw Fam. that backtrack. The backtrack was serious. He said, I didn't say that. Really? I'm like, fam, you said lie like the, <laughs> you know, the other people do. I'm like, you said it. <laughs> oh, they lie. So why of, can't we? <laughs> right. And so then I'll start calling him out on it. Started, oh, this dude had the nerve to say that I had whatever I was like challenging him on had to do with white supremacy. I was like, this dude here, bro. Like, you know. And the funny thing is, dude worked hard. You know, he he came from a food industry. Oh and, yeah, I saw that too. He worked. He then, worked his butt off, and he got to where he's at. And then he's like, "Yeah, but no, don't listen. Don't do what I did. Lie." Yeah, because he was like, "I was like, everybody cannot skip past entry level. We ain't talking about yeah. help. That's it. Help. This ain't the only entry level role, Mm-mm. bro." Mm-mm. And you know, I'm not hating like he got because I mean, one of the Twitter spaces we got coming us like how to vet people. Like you know, guys, I'm tell you right now. That wouldn't be somebody I would tell you guys to actually like go to. Um, no. I didn't, and then I found out somebody had DM'd me when I was talking that he's con- consulting, coaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 and I looked at, it, I'm like, 
Well, no, I I think uh, he got followers because he was happy. Oh, well, I got some more followers, and I was like, so I was telling him like you losing credibility with you saying so. Yeah, people watching. And that's what I I do. You know, I call people out on BS because a lot of people masquerading like they know what to do. Like he didn't even have enough experience to really be doing it right now. He hadn't worked enough places and and did enough really to to help people in that matter because one size fit all method is not going to work for everybody. I don't even tell everybody to do what I did. Like, I don't even suggest nope. people just got to do help desk because sometimes you're in a different field no. where you can transition to something else. And it's you been can. people that came from there's that. A, yeah, there's nothing wrong with help desk. A lot of people start, but there is other jobs. Like my sister, she is older than me, but she's in the customer service, food industry, uh, management industry and she was asking me about getting into tech and she got a but granted it's a contract job it's a three-month contract job but she got it uh, and she's never worked a tech let me just say that she has never ever worked any type of it tech job ever in her life mm-hmm. she got a business analyst position a junior business analyst position you think yeah. she working help desk but i told her no i was like based off the money that you would get you take a serious pay cut i said no yeah. Find somebody and it's, other entry level positions. <laughs> right. And it's been other people that, you know, I had a guy one time, he was like, you know, if I gotta take the the cut, I'll prepare for that, which I, I respected him saying that mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, that barrier entry is high. Like I normally tell people, Hey, you got this skill, you probably can get in this way and then you can reroute to go that way. Yeah. And, and that's how I try to direct people. I ain't gonna never tell nobody to go get some service a lot because it doesn't work. And mm. the way, okay, so the good thing with a lot of remote work has been good, but I've been telling people companies are investing more in their background checks and where you work. Like I'm, I've been going through a background check for a company for a long time. And I had to go dig and search and find information from a job I worked, what, six, seven years ago, my first job. Mm. It was like, oh, when was your start? And when was your, your termination date? Man, I don't know. I had to go back and <laughs> I had to go back on the um Equifax EDR thing and get it. And the crazy thing about it was I was at the time I was working for CSE. But then they split and turned to what well, they turned to CSRA and then they split and went into GDIT and DXC. So I had to get two different documents that mm-hmm. stated that. And I had to go through all that links of trouble. Now, if you're even lying and you try to work for certain companies, it's not it's- gonna work. That whole lying thing blew me because you will you will get found out. Okay, let's just say you will get found out. But his thing was, oh, you lied to the recruiters. You, did you notice he kept saying that? Oh, the recruiters, the recruiters will contact you. You can lie. You can lie. I was like, yeah, you can lie to a recruiter. By all means, go ahead. But it's it's not it's it that's not where you get caught up. The recruiter's job isn't to yeah interview you. To that aspect, the recruiter's job is to recruit you for an interview, potentially as a potential candidate. But let you once you get into that technical interview, you're going to be found out. Definitely, that's or just, that's just what it is. Or you did good enough. Let's say you did enough to even fade the technical people out. Okay, oh yeah, fine. You, it's a such thing. It's a such thing as as overselling yourself, and they are judging you like. Every time I keep on telling them, I was like, it's a dude on the timeline that I don't know for a fact he did this, but it makes sense that he did it because he had a senior level cloud role and then have that much experience in cloud. 
And he put on there, hey, after three weeks, they fired me. I'm looking for something else. He got it all on LinkedIn. And he's talking about entry level, junior level. That lets me know, hey, he's not at a senior level because it's, he's mm-hmm. looking for entry and junior. So that means that he must have lied about his skill set a little bit. Yep. And that's why we tell people it come back to bite you. And not only that, cloud, tech space, everything, everybody is starting to socialize with each other. You never know who somebody knows. And they be like, oh, no, nah, they lied. I don't, I don't like them. Like a, oh, I do. yeah, that that looks bad. It, it looks very bad on you. And even on the team, like if you're working with a team and you, you lie and then other people find out that you really don't know what you said that you knew. Oh, yeah. They're going to, hey, this person, they, they get to talking, they get to gossiping. And then you're going right. to get found out. And then they're going to dive deeper into your background and figure out what it is. I don't know why people have this negative view of saying i don't know okay i don't it's know okay oh. <laughs> it is okay do you know how many interviews i've been on and jobs that i have gotten did you know how many times i said i don't know too right many. and the, <laughs> many. i mean i don't know but uh i could learn it i can figure right. it out in the position <laughs> that i'm kind of not in limbo with but the background check right now like some i never did before but i did good enough mm-hmm. showcasing what i know just like bet let's bring them on I co-signed on a dude who really, he technically got experience, but to me and my teammate, he didn't have the investigation skills we were looking for. But you know what? Mm-hmm. We like this attitude as a person. So he's like, yeah. you know what? Why not bring him on? I'm like, that's a lot of times you don't know, because if you got the oh, attitude yeah. to learn, I could teach you. But if you just a person you could teach with a horrible anybody attitude, anybody for the most part. I don't want to work with you. So That's how I got I'm my like, position now. I got my see? current position. It was, I was under... I was underqualified for this position. I was not experienced in a lot of the things that they wanted. They were looking for. They needed somebody working SD WAN. They needed somebody who had wireless experience. They needed somebody who has worked all this stuff that I have never touched before. And I even asked them. I thought I bombed the interview. Like to be honest, I was like, "Nah, the interview was was trash." Like the HR, she called me. She's like, "How'd it go?" Ooh, it was bad. I didn't do good. I said, I don't know too many times. You know, like I was doubting myself. I was like, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I never worked with that. I'm sorry. I never, you know, did this, but I could figure it out, you know, stuff like that. And she called me back. She's like, well, apparently you didn't do too bad because they want to offer you the position. And so I asked my coworker, um, why'd you pick me? Clearly, I didn't know what the heck was going on. And he was like, man, he's like, I could tell right off the bat that you had uh, you had the willingness to learn. It was like you wanted to learn and you had a, you had a positive attitude about it and, and everything. So I got hired because I had a willingness to learn at a position that I wasn't qualified for. And I got that with my other jobs, too. There was like, man, I know you ain't got the skills for this, but we, we like you. We like you yeah. as a person. We like that you're eager and that you you're interested and we'll put because you could always train somebody. You could I learned everything that I didn't know in my position now. Oh, I know it now. It's <laughs> I could be left yeah. alone now. I've been working by myself whatever we're gone. Like I can handle this. It's cool. But mm. thanks. And if y'all was listening to that, we just really telling you because what what a lot of people don't know, I call out cap because I know what companies well, for one, whenever I do get to make this announcement, they'll see. But two, what companies are in my inbox, how many different interviews I've had to do for my team and then for other teams in the company. I'm like, 
I talk to these people. I'm really able, uh, if you BS on your resume, I'm able to call it out if I want to. But mm-hmm. I don't really, I just ask questions about the job. I don't really ask too much stuff necessarily about your resume unless it's something in- that interests me. I'm able mm-hmm. to see right through if you don't know what you're talking about. And I don't think it's- a lot of people realize that. Because one time I had a consultation with a girl who had a fake resume. She had a SIM on there. And I was like, so do you know how to use? I think she had Splunk on there. No, I, I don't even know what that is. And I, because I made a video about that. Why would like, she put it on there? Because somebody told them to. That's the whole thing. So like a lot of it's people. It's one of those things that's like, if you at least going to put it on there, at the very least, my thing. Learn it. At, if you at least going to lie, at the very least, know what it is. At the very least, talk about it. <laughs> Hey, for real. I mean, that's oh that's the thing. But that's why I go hard. Whenever I see BS information, I call it out right there. I'm not worried about what they're going to say because I've said from day one, my credentials have always been in my description or you can go anywhere. You can see my stuff on LinkedIn and it is what it is. So then you're going to click on it. So, OK, he's been had experience for years. So I'm like, stop BSing people. Stop just trying to get their money because I could. You know, I can make anybody resume. I can put technologies and everything on there. But I'm one mm-hmm. of the few people, when you pay me for a resume, I ask somebody what you're looking at. I say, hey, you know, your resume looks like this. Or you may need to do the, learn these skills first. I don't want to yeah. add them. Or I don't want to do your resume just like this because, like, it'll look nice. But it's not, you know, it's not enough to really just go off of. I'm I'm one of them people. I'm not just trying to do it, get you out the way. And a lot of people ain't. If you don't know nothing, they're going to dress it up, send it back to you. You're Mm-mm. done because they don't. They don't I, care. I didn't do that either with people who I, I worked on their resume. Same thing. And most of the time I even told them, I was like, look, you the only way you could get better. Number one, even about writing your resume is doing it yourself. And so they would send me and I seen some bad resumes. How do y'all live? How? How? I, I, <laughs> somebody, so, I, said, I see why you're not getting comments. <laughs> I know exactly why. I I understood it. And all I did was I asked them, hey, what's your background? Get all the background. What have you touched? What have you worked with? Do you know what this is? You said you put this on here, but do you really know what it is? Can you talk about it? Um, And I would write notes. I would not do their resume for them. Yeah, you do comments. Because there's no point in me doing it if you can't speak to your own resume. And that's how I that's how I look at it. It's not my resume. It's yours. So if you wanted to say a certain something. I'm not going to be the one that puts it on there for you. If you want to add something to it that I didn't recommend you put on there, that's on you. This your, this your, this your life. This your resume. And so, if you write it, you know what you put on there. If I write it or if someone else writes it, you don't know what they're putting it on there. Like the girl that you were talking about, Splunk. Probably somebody put that thing on there and ain't even tell her what it was. Right. Tell me about it. One second. Have to send a text, <laughs> but um, me too. Yeah, man. But don't even get me started on that because you see how I be on Twitter. Like I'm, people don't know I'm super nice, but I am. Uh, when I want to be, I'm a petty Aries. So <laughs> I can, I will, I will turn into petty while petty Labelle on you in a second. Oh, I've I noticed, man. But this is it's both. I swear, both you, you and Tantex. Y'all be going hell. But no, see, he be going harder than me. I knew when I knew I was because see, he but the difference was he was actually money was involved with him. Mm, I understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, so he was on some 50 cent type it. stuff i was just like you know what i'm gonna leave it down for the day just just like what what buddy wasn't expecting was that he wasn't expecting everybody to start seeing my tweet and then say what happened then they start looking mm-hmm. and then you got people that's really in the game me uh davin uh you everybody else seeing it and they're like bro what did you talk about so he's oh, he don't yeah. even know that he just made himself look so bad if his resume ever came across them they'd be like I don't like dude he don't, he people don't oh, even yeah. know that they don't know everybody's on Twitter now like mm-hmm. and, and I wasn't even on Twitter companies. all that day I came on at the end of the day and then I saw your tweet and I was like what <laughs> what who said that who said that who, and who I kept on telling him I was like fam nah you just say you said what you said instead of just trying to Trying to lie and he and, didn't delete oh. it though. He didn't look, look, delete it. The, <laughs> the funniest thing was that if you go back in my mentions, he starts saying he this how I knew he lost. Yeah, but uh, what y'all think they're gonna do about the vaccine cards? He started asking stupid court stuff, so I knew he lost. I was like, I'm what? not even responding. You know, yeah, that's the people that <sighs> man. That was whole like, thing was a hot mess. It was. Yeah, pe- I thought it was funny though how Mary uh she started that. Twitter space though, lying on your resume versus guessing up your resume. I said, oh. uh, well, yeah. What's funny, <laughs> and then what's funny is that, uh, like me, I t- uh, talk all the time. So I think he got brave when she replied back, and I don't be thinking that he'd be knowing like who I know, where I know. So I bet he thought she was gonna be on his side, and she, she actually just went on to doing something else, and he just was by herself, like losing mm-hmm. the whole, the whole, the whole day. And then it was that one, and I had the incident where, you know, they wanted me to call out a, a fellow YouTuber. But people already knew who I was talking about. I wasn't finna just go in and say, yeah, y'all buying stuff from so-and-so, and she don't even know. I was like, I'm not finna go to war with a woman. I only... Oh, yes! I was wondering. I was. I remember that day, too. Because I was just like, first of all, I was like, oh, man. Mm. I was like, right, I'm not finna mm. just do that unless I just, you know. If, if I if they came at me, but they can't because they blocked me, so I don't even care what they got going on. <laughs> and this same person was lurking my LinkedIn not too long ago. So, oh yeah, don't LinkedIn tell you? Yeah, someone stole your so. page or something. Yeah. Man. So the day that she did it, I had sent it to I sent it to Mary. I was like, look who was lurking, and we started laughing. <laughs> I was like, anybody with cats is kind of weird. You know, you can't trust them. Mm. Keep to myself for the most part on social media. Some people, and I don't think they know you from Florida, though. I mean, I, hey man, you can't hey the Bucks though. Florida when people. I was with the, when they won the Super Bowl, maybe that's that's when a lot of people knew I was from Florida. <laughs> but that's a but see, people don't know. Like I know, like like I said, I'm from one of the poorest states in the country. But one thing we know about is getting ignorant, and people can be way ignorant than me. So I'm like. Yeah, and you see what I my picture and stuff, but don't let it fool you. Uh, I got a quick mouth. I can <laughs> unless I unless I ain't got no signal, I clap back. I started because people when when people aren't even following was was quoting me on the time when I uh, mentioned old girl, they was getting out of hand. I hit a dude. I was like, fam, I don't even know you. And he oh, I saw that. I saw that because he was like, oh man, at them or something like that. Da-da-da-da. And you was like, dude, I don't even know you. <laughs> I had to, I hope he knew what I was saying because I'm like y'all say stuff to people in a way like like Jay Z said on the song with Drake like it ain't hard to find your IP address it ain't hard to find out where you at we can pull up so 
I don't know why people want to be keyboard warriors. They be having a lot of fun saying the dumbest things. I try to at least easy. treat you. I try to treat you at least with the respect you give me in real life. I ain't gonna really try to say nothing to you that I wouldn't say in real life because that's that's just how I operate as a man. So take that with it. You think? Listen, I I, I think I posted some, and I'm probably gonna find a tweet and retweet it just because I'm childish. I said if somebody asked me something or something with the tech stuff. I had posted that picture. That was a video of Shannon Sharp saying, you want this smoke? All right, you got it. I, I think that's the mm. video I posted. I'm going to reshare it so everybody know. Um, you know, one of my favorite boxes is AB, the can man. Anybody can get it. And I mean it. Anybody, everybody can get it. Get it. <laughs> Just letting you know now. Look at my eyes. <laughs> Dead serious. Dead serious. <laughs> but, guys, this has been... Another episode. I want to thank Lise for joining us today. Um, she dropped a lot of gems for y'all, especially y'all that are going to networking. You know, check out her channel for real. She got a lot of stuff. And now I know she's also probably going to be doing a little bit more, you know, lifestyle stuff. I think she showed us some of the, the house. Uh, so, yeah, uh, just <laughs> uh, I'll have her stuff in the description. But if you want to tell everybody where they can follow you real quick. Yeah, sure. Uh, so my Instagram and uh, YouTube is I am Lise, L-I-M-L-I-S-S-S-S. I can't even spell my own name. L-I-S-E-E-E, three E's on Instagram. On Twitter, I am Certified Curls. That is me. So you can follow me on any one of those platforms. I am most active on neither of them. So uh, I'm about as equally inactive mm -hmm. on all three. <laughs> but okay. the best way, I don't check DMs, but like once every two weeks, I'm sorry, I'm a bad person. Um, the yeah, best yeah, way guys, we were supposed to be trying to do email. this last year, just to let y'all know. Yeah, we try, we try. <laughs> I'm bad, I'm bad at messaging. The best way to reach me is through email, by the way. And that's on my YouTube, so you can, in my Instagram, best way to reach me but if you send me a dm or a message i probably won't get back to you for like two three weeks hey <laughs> god yeah i get it right you know you never know you probably got some brand deals in your message requests but uh, uh guys, I, I check them. I check. <laughs> um y'all know y'all can find me at man appreciate y'all for rocking with me i appreciate everything y'all do you know let's get textual we out